0: Wore her own hair cut stylishly short, permed into gentle curls, and dyed a cheerful carrot color. She looked about twenty pounds slimmer than she did before her trip. Her face was almost naked, just touched up a little around the eyes, cheeks, and lips. She looked wonderful. The compliments from her friends at the table were heartfelt, which brought her to another halt, blushing with pleasure. The photographer's flash went off startling her again. Then she frowned. The photographer was not a member of the bunch. It's all right, Doris, said Betsy. Someone, she looked around the table, but nobody confessed or even looked guilty. Someone told the Excelsior Times that you were coming home from a month in Thailand, and now it's going to be in the paper. I really hope you don't mind. Well, hedged Doris in her husky voice. You can object to it later, said Berchada. Girl, get your beautiful self on over here and open that suitcase. We're dying to see what you brought home. Doris smiled. Yes, of course, she said as she put the shopping bag on the floor and the suitcase on its side on the table in front of the one empty chair. She began to unzip it. First, said the reporter, putting his camera down and pulling a notebook from his jeans pocket tell us what you liked the most. Confronted by a need to speak for the record, Doris hesitated, pulling a zipper around the side of her black canvas suitcase, which still had the airline tag on its handle. Oh, I guess I liked everything. The people are wonderful. They're beautiful and so friendly and helpful. The Monday bunch looked interested, so she continued in a more confident voice. But they're so thin and little I felt like a giant, and I just couldn't help loving Bangkok. It's so—oh, I can't sum it up. It's the most contradictory city. It's huge, with really modern skyscrapers and a brand-new subway system and excellent hospitals. But the air is polluted, and there are beggars on the street with diseases and disabilities we can fix here. It has dozens of Buddhist temples all covered with gold and monks in saffron robes just like a National Geographic. She smiled. But I didn't see a single Siamese cat. No Siamese cats? queried Emily, confused. Well, the country used to be named Siam, and that's where the breed came from. She sat down and finished unzipping the suitcase. But what I fell most in love with was silk. And she opened the lid, causing gasps all around at the rich colors presented to their eyes. Doris began by lifting out two lengths of silk. These were not the filmy kind of silks, but substantial, opaque, saturated with color. Deep blue and rich red, with generous trimmings of bright gold. Geometrical patterns were woven into sections of the fabrics. A slab of unevenly spaced narrow vertical columns terminating in neat arrangements of diamonds and triangles. Thin horizontal lines marked at small intervals with tiny alternating circles and squares. Geometrical flowers surrounded by big diamonds filled with star-like shapes and surrounded by figures that could be caterpillars from Oz. The lines were woven on the indigo in gold and red, and on the red in gold and purple. The pieces were big, about six feet long and two feet wide, and not cut off a bolt, but woven as individual pieces. Each long end was marked with thin fringe, braided on the indigo and tied into patterns on the red. The reporter put his notebook aside and flashed his camera again and again, Betsy waved impatiently at him. Hand-woven, said Doris proudly. You can tell by the uneven edges where she turned the shuttle to go back. She? said Bershada. These are done by women. Thai girls used to announce they were ready to marry by weaving where men could see how skilled they were at it. The pieces were handed around as everyone murmured words of pleasure about the soft fabric and subtle textures of the patterns. Then Doris brought out a much larger piece that looked like a brocade.